Welcome back to Rockhound Radio, and we are tackling the eighth and final gym in our journey to become a Pokemon World League champion. Oh yeah, and this we're in it to win it. We're at the eighth gym. We're getting close to beating this game. We're right, right at the bitter end and uh, bittersweet, I must say. First Pokemon game, and definitely not the last that this channel will be playing. And I just couldn't help myself. Like I said, we're playing. If you haven't heard, check out the other episodes prior to this. Um, I release them every Wednesday. I am playing Pokemon Alpha Sapphire, and I'm playing a challenge where my wife picked out 18 Pokemon out of the Hoenn Regional decks, and those are my those are my team. And yeah, you guys know them. You guys love them. Naming all my team members after people in Rocket Power, the hit 90s cartoon TV show, which was pretty awesome. If you remember Rocket Power, hell yeah, dude. It just And if you don't, maybe it's like right there and you're like, you know, what is Rocket Power? I, mean, I kind of remember that. And then you look it up and you remember like all they do is like, woogity, woogity, woogity. And they like, you know, they do a little handshake. Super cool. And I thought it was a really cool idea that she threw out there for naming, naming the, the, yeah, the theme for all the names. There we go. And I promise I'm not going to butcher everything this episode. I promise. And maybe I won't drop anything either because since that's like a reoccurring thing as well. Anyway, we are here to get down and dirty, wet and wild, as I like to say, in the last part of the game, the last gym. So last week we left off with a pretty cool cut scene. Stephen Stone basically explaining to you, he tells you how to find the cavern and you have to stop Team Aqua. Like it's it's bad, you know, they're they're underground with their submarine and bad shit's going on. And you as a child, once again, I know I keep saying that, but it's just you got to like kind of remind yourself of that sometimes because you get so caught up in the game that you're like, oh, you know, shit, dude, I'm like 10 years old or 11 or whatever it is. You're young and you're like, yeah, I guess I'll save the world, which is like a feat inside of itself, I guess. You know, you're setting out to do far more than any of the adults do and what they even want to do, I guess. They all like talk about all the great stuff that they should do. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, if it was me, this is what I would do. But uh, that doesn't necessarily happen. But yeah, anyway, you, they, I got my, I love this part. In my notes, it says you need to, Stephen tells you to find the cavern, help stop Aqua from doing the big bad. And it seems to be that they've already started doing the big bad because like now it's like raining and a bunch of like weird, weird weather stuff's going on. And, you know, thankfully I have the the gift of like, you know, almost memorizing most Pokemon maps. So I knew exactly where to go. But if you do not know where to go, the Seafloor Cavern is a spot that you need to dive to. You need to dive underwater with your new HM. Um, I just trained it to another Pokemon that I had caught previous to this. It was actually another Carvana that I had caught just in case. And, um, I taught it dive, and basically what you want to do is, it's kind of like, it's what my notes say, once again, thank God I take these wonderful notes, because without them I would be nothing. It's, it's like sort of southeast of Sutopolis City, which Sutopolis City is where the eighth and final gym is. We haven't been there yet, but um, it's kind of easy to find a lot. I remember like searching for this feverishly when I was younger, but if you're surfing out in, I think it's like Route... 126. Now there's three routes in this part of the journey. Route 126, 127, and 128. You will find all these things along the way. Um, if you see Sutopolis City, it's like a big, 
I don't know. It's like got like an outside. You have to dive into it and then come up. It's like a volcano. So you dive underneath the the side of the volcano and you come up and inside is a cool little town. And um, I came across that really early. So I kind of like I like flew in or I didn't fly in. I dove in, discovered the city, healed my Pokemon. And, you know, with that being said, you now can fly there since you visited there. So I was like, all right, cool. I've already got that unlocked. Uh, you know, that'll be useful for the next part of the journey. So the easiest way you can find this is go to Sutopolis and go southeast and you will eventually run into, you know, you run into some trainers if you haven't already fought them. But you run into like this area where it's like a dry spot and there's a dark, like the dark water in this game are spots you can dive in. So there's like a dry ring and I think there's like somebody standing by it or there's like people beside near it. And there's like a dark spot of water in the middle and there's some along the outside. Now, you know, I was, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was like, oh, obviously it's the middle, right? I dove into the middle and like, you're like in the middle of this crater. So you don't make that, don't make the same mistake I did, or maybe you already have, but uh, swim or, or dive for the better part under the, uh, to find the cavern, you need to go, you need to dive in the ring. And once you get under there, there'll be like this secret little hideout cave you go in there, you come up, and you have found the seafloor cavern. This is where this is where Team Aqua is doing the big bad thing. They've got their like submarine, not really shipwrecked, but it's like up on the shore, and um, they're not really up on the shore because it's a submarine. But you you get to just what I'm saying. You know that this is where this is where bad stuff's happening. So this is a pretty cool cave. You can run into a lot of a lot of Pokemon to grind against and a lot of trainers. There's a, a couple little rock puzzles that you have to get through. For the most part, it's pretty easy. And uh, I was on a mission playing that the night I was playing this part. So, like, I didn't really do a whole lot of exploring. I know that there is probably some really good items around. I didn't, you know, and th this is also another thing. If you play through a section of the game and you're like, all right, well, cool. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure I found everything. Look up a walkthrough. And just, like, go back through those routes. Pick it clean because, you know, if you're like me, sometimes you get in a hurry, sometimes you get in a rush, and you don't always explore everywhere. You know, if you're worried about missing out on items that could potentially really help you, um, just look up those walkthroughs, and they give, like, a, you know, because I can click into any of these routes on this walkthrough, and it'll give me, like, details about everything, you know, all the items you can find there. So if you're struggling to find a certain item, just look it up, man. It's easy. And, you know, or maybe not, maybe you just want to fly blind and, you know, you find what you find. And if you don't, then never mind. <laughs> but, uh, no, this is a really cool cavern area. Eventually you will make your way to the very bottom. And I just max repelled through this entire area because I didn't want to be bothered. I didn't need to grind out on wild Pokemon at the time. I just said, you know what? Send me straight, send me straight to the big bad because it is going to be on. And you get down to the very bottom, and go figure, our good old pal Archie is in the bottom of this cave. He's got the orb, and he's trying to raise the legendary Pokemon Kai Rogue. And as you intervene in this, you uh, notice that, like I said, he's already, like, before he starts basically what will be the end of time and space as we know it, um, he battles you. Because, of course, you have to battle him. He's got a pretty decent team, but, you know, it's pretty much the same thing. He's got a Crobat that hits pretty hard, but if you got a Psychic-type Pokemon, like my good old Grumpig, knock that Golbat right out of, or Crobat, for that matter, out of the air, and it was 
pretty easy fight. And I like, yeah, so Archie trying to raise legendary Kyrogue. Before you, before that, you battle nerd. <laughs> like, I always call them nerds. I don't know why. It's just funny to me because in, like, the very first part of this journey, you come across these guys and they're, like, all in a museum. And it's just funny that they're not being, like, bad guys, essentially. I mean, they are bad, quote, unquote. But, like, while they're in the museum, they're, like, admiring the museum. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, like that boat's super cool. And it just, it like, to me, it like makes me think that they're like a little nerdy, but that's all right. Because, you know, I'm the biggest nerd, obviously, because, you know, I'm dedicating hours of my life and time into a podcast about video games. So obviously I'm a nerd anyway. I just think it's really funny, but uh, you battle this guy and his like Sprite or whatever always looks so cool. Like when you battle him, but when it's like the overworld and it's like his 3d Sprite, he just kind of like, he, reminds you of like a like a mad me character like off the nintendo wii like you know when you got on there and you made your guy you made him look really funny that's what he kind of reminds me of in the like the overworld game but then like his sprite it just looks so freaking cool he like comes in he's like yeah you know i got like you know my mega bracelets in my jacket and i got a bandana but uh no i just thought it was it's just kind of funny to me and um, that was one of the worst things i thought about uh which just got a lot of hate actually i loved the new remakes of yeah platinum um diamond and pearl shining pearl brilliant diamond and i thought they were fantastic the gameplay was great the sprites in the battles with the trainers and the pokemon were flawless i thought it looked fantastic i love gen 4 i love playing it on the switch but everybody hated like the blocky overworld kind of looked like a Link's awakening type thing and everybody hated it and it's just kind of funny because you see these like almost like small two-dimensional characters in this game and they're supposed to be like villainous and like evil or bad and they just like they're just like cute little people like they just don't look like they'd be mad at anybody and then you see their sprite and it like looks like wicked mean or like wicked dark and i just think it's really funny but uh i love that game regardless of all the hate it got i still loved it it was still a good game you know i think if you're I mean, if you're, I can't really say if you're a true Pokemon fan, but if you're a Pokemon fan, regardless of some of the hiccups they're going to have, you're going to love the games regardless. Even though, you know, you might not play them or might not finish them for some time, you still respect it as a good game or at least a decent game. Because really, I don't think I've ever, there's not a game, Pokemon game that I dislike. I mean, there are some that I like more than others, but, you know, that's just everybody. But anyway... The cave, or not the cave of origin, man, I'm skipping ahead. The the fight with Archie, you crush him, and after you crush him, a cutscene happens, and this is when the he I have the he awakens the beast. So he awakens this Kyrogue with the orb, and it like shoots open its eyes, like shoot open. Big cutscene happens. Um, I don't think the rain and stuff that I was talking about prior to this was going on. I thought it was, but I think I just got it mixed up. But basically, once you awaken Kyrogue, um, massive rain and floods start. So, like, big storm happens, and, uh, um, you know, it's raining. The end of the world's coming. Archie got his wish that, you know, he's going to flood it out, and we're going to turn everything into Kevin Costner's Waterworld. We'll be fighting people. Everybody will be on a big battleship smoking cigarettes and trying to figure out how to, you know, filter their pee for sanitary drinking water. And it'll just be one hell of a post-apocalyptic road, roguelike, yeah, rogue like road warrior. Who knows what? It can get crazy. 
and he has finally unleashed the beast and it's happening. Oh my, it's happening. And yeah, he's like all like, he's all proud of this. He's like, Oh yeah, you know, cool. I raised the beast. And then like, he like it, like real reality sets in a little bit and he's like, Oh, Oh shit. Like I really, Oh God, (laughs) I did that. And post-apocalyptic storms are going on. You know, all this bad stuff happens. I'm pretty sure Kyrogue disappears, and it's pretty much like it all points to the cave of origin in Sutopolis. So you I'm pretty sure Stephen Stone, once again, like you leave the you leave the cave of not the cave of origin, you leave the seafloor cavern and you get back up to that ring. And Stephen Stone, of all people, you know, he kind of butts in again. And he's like, oh man, you know, we got to get to Sutopolis. There's this cave of origin place, and I'm pretty sure that's what's going on. You know, because obviously in the name, it would, you know, point towards the origin of this, you know, legendary Pokemon, whatever, blah, blah. And that asshole just takes off into the air and flies there. So if you haven't been there yet, he basically goes there and leaves you stranded out in the water. And he's like, see ya as he flies away. But yeah, that kind of that's kind of lame. But thankfully, I have already been there and I flew there myself. I was like, you know what, Steven, you know, kiss my ass, dude. I can fly too. You know, I'll be there right behind you. You know, I can just like picture myself like flying super fast, like trying to catch up to him, just like mumbling in my breath. I'm like, God, I'm always coming to get me for this bullshit. But uh, yeah, and we we're on our way to Sutopolis to deal with this big bad Kyrogue and get the eighth gym badge. And we will do that right when we get back from break. Now that we are ready to face the cave of origin in the last city where the eighth and final gym badge is, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens before that. You get to Sutopolis, I would suggest going in and healing your Pokemon, getting some potions if you need them, uh, maybe some Pokeballs if you plan on capturing Kyrogue. He is level 45. And uh, he does like, well, we'll get to that. First, you get to Sutopolis. Make sure you stock up. Make sure you go in. You got all your heavy hitters. Kyrogue is obviously a water type. So make sure you take in grass or electric type. And you're going to go in there and you're going to crush them or catch them. Who knows? But before you do that, there's a whole bunch of people. It's like the northern part of this town. You go up and outside the Cave of Origin is basically everybody. There is Stephen Stone, um, Archie and Maxie's there. I'm pretty sure May's there. But uh, yeah, a whole bunch of people, and they're like, oh my God, please help us, save us. That reminds me like the Spy Kids where they figure out that all like the, you know, all the creatures that were on the TV show were transformed people, and they play backwards, and they're like, oh, help us, save us. Help us, save us. That's like what it reminds me of. They're all chanting. Because, you know, the world's ending, the rain is not stopping, and everybody's life is in shambles. So, you have these giant stone doors in front of you. They suit you up with a, I forget what kind of suit it is. They're like, here, you know, take this because we don't know. You know, maybe you might die, maybe you don't. I don't know how the pressure works, you know, down here with ancient beings known as these Pokemon that aren't supposed to be awake because they do cause the end of the world to start. But yeah, you head in and you just go down. You go down steps, you go down some more steps. And before you know it, you are in the basement with Kyrogue. And you take off, like, there's a really cool cut scene where you basically, like, go with Kyrogue and he, like, takes you to, like, some part of the, like, some weird cave or whatever. He's like, you know, hitch a ride and we'll go somewhere. 
and he takes you back to this cave and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose he goes into his primal his like primal version which is essentially a mega evolution and he is super tough i think he's level 45 and if you go in there with the mindset of catching him Hopefully you're very lucky because he does have access to a move that he uses pretty much instantly the moment you do damage. And I wouldn't waste your Master Ball either. You're going to want to save that. But uh, he instantly uses Aqua Ring, which is one move that he can use that replenishes his health pretty much indefinitely. Uh And it is such a pain in the ass because every turn he's gaining health. So you can whittle him down and then chuck a ball, and if you don't catch him, you know next turn your chances of catching him are slightly going to go down because he's got more health, and you know you want the opposite of that. But you know what happened? I went into the the Cave of Origin with the mindset of, okay, Kai Rogue's not on my list, and you know what that means? He's, he's fucking going down, dude. And I went in there, and I crushed him. I threw out Grumpig. I did two Grass Knots. And I knocked his primal ass back into the water. I said, get back down in that water. You ain't going to you ain't gonna start the end of this world. If anybody starts the end of the world, it's going to be me. And I rightfully just crushed him. Because I can't catch him. I can't use him. So, And I think you get a chance to battle him again or come across his, uh, his badass legendary self. I, if you can catch him, I would because he is really powerful and, you know, having a really tanky water type that can learn ice moves and is also a legendary it would be very very handy so you know maybe you catch him maybe you don't you can be like me crush his soul banish him to a plane of existence that's not even near you but yeah i crushed him and i was not sad about it because i've always like every time i play a pokemon game i'm like all right well you know, I've played this game like a hundred times. I don't need to catch a legendary because I probably have it on another game. If I really need it, you know, I can get it. But uh, most of the time, I still catch them anyway because I'm like, yeah, I'll just go capture the legendaries. It's just kind of like a fun thing to do if you get bored or, you know, you need to train or maybe you're just near there and you're like, hey, what the hell? I'll just go catch it. But yeah, it is it is fun to catch them. And it is also what I learned to, well, the other day that it is very fun to just crush them. But yeah, you come out and I guess before what I wanted to comment on was uh, before you go into the cave of origin, Archie's pretty much like, I mean, Archie is one big bad guy turned good. Like all of a sudden now he's all about not doing it. And he's like, oh my God, I really screwed up. I shouldn't have done this. You know, I should have listened to you guys this whole time. And it was just like a whole big scene. He basically like begs you and just pleads and begs that you save his ass, you know, save everybody's ass. Oh my God. Because you know, if it's not for you, we're going to die. It's all my fault. And he pretty much like reverts out of his bad guy aura to being a good guy. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty funny. Like playing against, you know, the bad guy all game. And then all of a sudden he's, you know, now he's like, all good. He's like, Oh, you know, I, you know, we do need to stop this, I guess. And ultimately you could have stopped it before it started. If you just didn't do any of that stuff, but nonetheless, you you fix it, you know, all all is right in the world, and there's a really cool scene after you um, defeat or catch Kyrogue or Groudon, because I guess I really haven't talked about the other version of this game much, but uh, in Omega Ruby, you're basically replace everything that I've talked about with Groudon, big giant fire monster, and he kind of like reminds you like Godzilla, and I've always liked Kyrogue, or I've always liked Groudon over Kyrogue, but you know, Kyrogue is still pretty cool. 
but yeah, it's basically the same thing, just flip flop with the legendaries. But uh, you get this really cool scene where it kind of shows all over Hoenn and all over the region where you know things might have been gone bad or like it's kind of reverting back to what it was, and like people are coming out of like the town or people are in the towns are coming outside, and ultimately it's just like really aesthetically pleasing, and they really pushed the limits of the 3D in this game. And I think it was awesome. I think they did a hell of a job, you know, for being being 3D and being like, you know, one of the, I think it was the first 3D Pokemon game. I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but uh, it definitely was really cool when they announced this remake. And I was so happy to actually play. And this is probably, I mean, honestly, this is probably like the third or fourth time I played through this game. I just can't get enough. It's really good. But uh, yeah, you see that cutscene, And after that cutscene, Steven Stone gives you the Eon Flute. And this flute allows you to call that Latios or Latios friend that you made several episodes ago. And basically, there is a whole new mechanic introduced in this game called soaring. Basically, it's like flying, but adventuring while you're flying. So you can use the Eon flute to fly to a a whole bunch of different places all over the map, anywhere you've already visited. But it also opens up a bunch of mirage spots, um, a bunch of these... Like, you can run across spots called the Nameless Cavern, all kinds of stuff. And those are actually legendary Pokemon encounters from different generations. And yeah, you have to do, you can look them up, but there's a series of things that you have to do to unlock them. Some of them's like achieve, um, achieve like stat, a certain number of stats with Pokemon, um, get them to a certain friendship level, or it, it's a whole bunch of different things. So definitely look those up because you can get some really good legendary encounters through these, uh, through Soaring. But um, definitely is pretty cool. I, I love this. The first time I played this game and I got this soaring ability, I was like, holy shit, dude. This is like the epitome of Pokemon on a DS right now. Like, I get to fly around and adventure to all these really cool spots, catch all these Pokemon that aren't even registered in the region decks because once this happens, the, uh, the national decks pretty much opens up. And if you don't know what the national decks is, it's basically like every other Pokemon from every generation mashed into one Pokedex. So now you have different generations of Pokemon. And I think it's really cool because you start to encounter more and more of those. But yeah, definitely take a ride on the Eon Flute. On the back of your Latios or Latias or, you know, whatever Latida, Latid that, you know, you wish. And get out there and explore. There's a whole bunch of cool spots you can get to. Never before seen areas. And yeah, it's really, it's really cool. I, I really like the fact that they did this in this game. And I hope to see more of this like in the future, even though you really I haven't seen anything. Why? Well, I mean, there are some games that are like it, but nothing that hits home just like this did the first time I seen it. I was like, dude, this is this is honestly pretty damn cool. But uh, but yeah, you get the Eon flute and then the only thing left to do, you know, what you know what what it is. We are here for one reason, one reason only, not only to save the world from, you know, utter devastation, but we're here to get the final gym badge and you go in there because I guess I should have mentioned this before, but if you go into Sutopolis and you just like, you know, you're like, dude, to hell with that legendary, they can figure it on their own. I guess I'm going to go straight to the gym. Nope. Can't do that. It's locked. That gym leader's like, nah, you know, BRB on lunch or something. And the gym lock, you're like, God, don't, don't you get paid for this? And aren't there people inside? You know, all the gym trainers are just in there, just like hanging out. They're like, all right, well, you know, I was supposed to, I was supposed to leave like an hour ago, dude, but you know, you kind of locked us all in here, but now the, uh, 
the eighth gym is a water type gym and the gym leader Wallace has a pretty damn good team, but he uses all, everybody in the gym uses water type. If you want to dispatch this whole gym very easily, bring out your heavy hitters like grass type, electric type, you know, avoid throwing in fire type, ground type, rock type, all those weakness to water Pokemon, leave them in the back of the party, throw out your heavy hitters. I use Grumpig through the entire thing. And uh, I remember in the original game, it was like a, it was like an ice crack thing. We had to walk across the um, little things of ice and they would bust and you would fall through if you step on time more than once. And it was like a little trick thing. I actually, and it's the same way in this one. It's just more, it's, this is like bigger, I guess. And it's a little bit easier, but if you're not paying attention, it'll still get you. But uh, no, I thought this, I really like the design of this gym where you can, you know, you're stepping on this like thin glass, you know, part of me thinks that it's kind of super dangerous, but part of me thinks it's pretty damn cool. But yeah, you go through this gym and I tiptoed across the glass. I only fell one time in the very beginning. Now I would encourage you if you just want to soak up all that experience, like I should have and didn't, I, uh, I just kind of rushed through. There are several trainers in here. They're all probably in their level. Yeah. La, 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 level forties or around that, you know, around that level. But I just couldn't be hassled. I wanted to get in there and face Wallace as soon as I could. So, yeah, I went in there. I rushed all the way to the very tip top of this gym. And I encountered Wallace, the water type trainer. And I went in there and I just threw out Grumpig, good old Cleo. And Cleo just mopped up. Grass Knot is one hell of a move. I think they have she or yeah, she he. He has a very good Pokemon named Milotic, which is a really special defense bulky po water Pokemon that has a variety of moves it can use. But fortunately for me, I just swept right through it because, you know, water type is super, super weak to grass. If you even go in there with type advantage, even if you don't go in type advantage, it could probably be the only Pokemon that might give you some hassle is Milotic just because it's got, it's just really beefy defense wise. But it is also a really, really good Pokemon. And I'm actually surprised my wife didn't pick that one. But, you know, maybe maybe she just didn't see it. But I didn't want to get into the whole the hassle of trying to catch and evolve that thing. Because uh, look up, do yourselves a favor and look up the it's Phoebus. It's pre-evolved form. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you have to do to even get Milotic. And before you can even do that, you have to catch it. And it, like, randomly spawns on one tile and one route throughout the day or six different tiles are the only spots it spawns in it's a whole big yeah it's a whole big something that i didn't even want to get you know get my hands in and i didn't have to but uh yeah i pretty much went in and just wasted his team super easy i had pretty good type advantage my cleo has a very very good special defense special defense is its best stat and i actually got a nature that boosts that stat so I mean, it's just a, she's just a tanky girl. She just takes all the hits and goes in there with type advantage and just mops the floor. But yeah, that's it. You have it. You've done it. We have gotten the eighth gym badge. Oh yeah. The game's almost over. We only got a few things left to do. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ex at this point, I'm ecstatic to finish this game, wrap up the elite four and check out the Delta episode and all that good stuff. But yeah, that's it. This has been. This has been the, the journey. You know, we're on it. The, you know what it is, the Ace Trainer Saga. We're out here every week. We're out here getting gym badges, kicking ass, and moving right up on, up the chain. So join me next week as we move into 
the Elite Four and Victory Road. Oh yeah, next week we're becoming the champion, and I am super pumped. I have been putting in quite a few hours getting my team leveled up. Um, I will say, the team that I finished the gym with was Cleo Grumpig, 57, Maurice Sharpedo, 41, Lars Camperup, 51, Sam Dollard Lanoon, 49, Shirley Tropius, 39. And uh, I will say, just a little teaser, I do have some uh, I have some team changes coming up next week, so you better be prepared. We're going to go into the Elite Four with a really good leveled team. We're going there. We're going to kick ass. We're going to become the champion, and you know, then we can move on to the next game, whatever that may be. Um, I haven't even dis- I haven't even begun to thought. Yeah, da da da. Haven't even begun to think about that yet. But anyway. Check me out anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know, Google, all those. And if, you know, maybe you're listening to this podcast because it's not on the normal place you listen to, let me know. Shoot me a message and I'll get it up there as soon as I can. But yeah, this has been Rockhound Radio, the Ace Trainer Saga. Thank you for all the support, the likes, the shares, the comments. Yeah, check me out on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Look it up, find me, follow, you know shout out if you send me a message get a get your own little shout out on an episode you know i want to hear from you guys let me know what you think let me know what you guys are playing what you're doing and what your plans are for the new pokemon game coming out or maybe any game coming out so yeah let me know thanks guys and uh yeah i'll see you later this week